0: Let us pray. Lord God, you have gathered us here. You have called us your own. And Lord, you've given us a way to know you better. So Lord, in this time and in this space, may you speak. And only you. May you open our hearts and our ears to receive what you would want to say to us this day. May you steal anything that would prevent us from hearing from you. It's in your son's name. Amen. Today. As we continue our journey to Easter, we find ourselves in the Old Testament book of Daniel. And Daniel is a book that was written when, the, when God's people had been overcome by the Babylonians. And those Jewish people who were seen as special were sent to the king's palace. They, they were to serve the Babylonian king. And throughout the book of Daniel, we usually follow Daniel, the man we know who was at one point in this book thrown into the lion's den only for God to shut the mouths of the lions. But today we find ourselves in Daniel 3, where Daniel is absent, but with his friends Shadrach, Meshach, and, Abednego. and there's something about the book of Daniel that I want us to, to remember this morning. The book of Daniel is about the call to be faithful in a land that, that doesn't serve God. It's about the call to be faithful in a foreign land. I think we can understand that call. That we don't just we don't live a land of all Christians. So, what does it look like to be faithful here? Well, in Daniel three, leading up to today's passage, the king of the Babylonians, King Nebuchadnezzar, he had a huge golden statue built. And we don't know what this golden statue looks like. Most people think that King Nebuchadnezzar had it to look like himself. But when the statue was unveiled, the king had gathered all these people because he wanted to show it off. And when he showed it off, he issued a decree that whenever a sound is heard, that all the people are to bow down before this golden statue. But the consequence then, he stated, the consequence of not bowing down before the statue was being thrown into the fire. So the king made his decree, he made the consequence known, and then the sound was heard, and all the people began bowing down. Except for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were Jewish people. They were people who who knew the word of God. They knew. They knew that bowing before something was a sign of of not just respect but worship. And they knew God's law. Not to worship idols, not to worship anyone other than the one true God, and And someone rats out Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, and they are brought before the king. And the king likes them. And the king tries to convince them to just bow down before the statue because the king can't seem weak. He says, you have to bow down or else you're going to be thrown into the fire. And he says to them, your God can't save you from my hand. Bow down. And this is where we pick up in Daniel 3, starting in verse 16 through verse 30. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to present a defense to you in this matter. If our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the furnace of blazing fire and out of your hand, O king, let him deliver us. But if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods and we will not worship the golden statue that you have set up. The Nebuchadnezzar was so filled with rage against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that his face was distorted. He was angry. He ordered the furnace heated up seven times more than was customary and ordered some of the strongest guards in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to throw them into the furnace of blazing fire. So the men were bound, still wearing their tunics, their trousers, their hats, and their other garments, and they were thrown into the furnace of blazing fire. Because the the king's command was urgent and the furnace was so overheated, The raging flames killed the men who lifted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But the three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down, bound into the furnace of blazing fire. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished and rose up quickly. He said to his counselors, Was it not three men that we threw bound into the fire? They answered the king, True, O king. He replied, but I see four men unbound, walking in the middle of the fire, and they are not hurt. And the fourth has the appearance of a god. Nebuchadnezzar then approached the door of the furnace of blazing fire and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out from the fire, And the satraps, the prefects, the governors, and the king's counselors gathered together and saw that the fire had not had any power over the bodies of of those men. The hair of their heads was not singed, their tunics were not harmed, and nor even the smell of fire came from them. Nebuchadnezzar said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants who trusted in him. They disobeyed the king's command and yielded up their bodies rather than serve and worship any god except their own god. Therefore, I make a decree. Any people, nation, or language that utters blasphemy against the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be torn limb from limb and their houses laid in ruins, for there is no other god who is able to deliver in this way. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, I mainly know this story from childhood. And when I think of them, I think of them as cartoons. That's how I remember them. But I think that's how we can sometimes do that with Bible stories. We think of them in children's picture books as cartoons. We picture them sometimes as just stories. But it's important for us to not allow Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego to become characters like Captain Hook and Cinderella. Because these were men who knew the same God we know, who had the same call to be faithful that we have, And who knew what it was like to face a literal fire. In this story, we see we see something we can't really begin to comprehend of these men thrown into a fire. But as soon as they're thrown in, even though the men who threw them in were consumed by the fire, what had bound them was removed. And even in the midst of the fire, they were able to walk around unharmed. And we hear from the king that that what he witnessed in the fire wasn't just three men, but four. One that, that looked like a son of the gods. One who Old Testament, New Testament scholars will point to this passage and affirm that our instinct is right in that Here, this Babylonian king witnessed with three faithful men the presence of Christ in the midst of the fire. Not keeping them from it, but protecting them in the midst of it. Often, when we face fires in life, those are the moments where we can often have the most questions. Where we can often feel... Most distant from God. Because when we're faced with fire, it tries to steal our hope, it tries to steal our vision, it it tries to make us feel so alone. The fire just wants us to concentrate on the fear that we have, the fire wants us to only see fire it doesn't want us to see anything else it it just wants us to feel overwhelmed and afraid But here in this story, we we see Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and we see these men. And they are given the option to bow down before a statue or to be thrown into the fire. And the easy thing for us in life when we are given this option is to avoid the fire. because we're scared, because we don't wanna be thrown in, because we don't know what's gonna happen in the fire. But in today's story, we see these three men given the option and what they say is, King, we know our God. We know that He can save us even from this fire. And even if He chooses not to, even if He does not save us from the fire, we will still serve Him. Their faith, their faithfulness, it's a little unnerving, it's a little scary. And when I I read that, when I kept reading over that verse, thinking on that verse this week, I kept asking myself the question of, can I give that same response when I face a fire? But the thing is, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego didn't give that response. Their faith didn't just emerge when they were confronted with the fire. They were prepared for it. They had prepared themselves. Rick Upchurch, he he sent me a comment this week when he realized what I was preaching on. And he said, you know what's protected from the fire? That which requires a stronger fire to burn. Paper burns a whole lot easier than gold. Gold requires a hotter fire. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they had taken the time in their lives to develop faith in the God who they didn't just proclaim as Lord because they were supposed to, but they knew him. They knew the word of God. They knew the word of God well enough to not just bow down before the statue when the decree was made. They knew the word of God well enough to know that their God is a God who can save. They knew their God. They knew his word and so when they were confronted with the challenge, when they were given the choice, they relied on the faith that they had built, the time that they had put in, and they made the choice to be faithful. Faithful. I can't begin to imagine the fires that some of us are facing. The fires that some of our loved ones are facing or or the small fires that seem to keep popping up around us. The fires that try to steal our attention, that try to steal our focus, that try to keep us, sometimes it feels like we're spinning. Just trying to keep them out, just trying to avoid them. It's OK when we're faced with the fire to feel afraid. It's OK to have some questions. It's OK when we are faced with a fire to tell God, "This is what I want to see on the other side." But when we're faced with the fire, we have to be willing. To not run from it. But we have to be able to keep our focus. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego didn't concentrate on the flames, their vision was on the God who they knew was with them, the God they knew could save them. They didn't allow the fire to steal their focus. They didn't allow the fire to steal who they knew their God to be. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego were people, ancestors of our faith, who can teach us what it looks like to face down a fire. What it takes to repair ourselves. That even when we're in the midst of the fire. To see the God who chooses to be present with us in it. The God who can save us. And the God who isn't going to leave us to the flames. But to see our God in the midst of the fire with us. to be able to, to rely on his presence, to see him. We have to follow their example, to repair ourselves by taking in his word, by not forgetting to talk with God and by surrounding ourselves with fellow disciples who can remind us in the midst of the fire of a God who can save, of a God who is faithful, of a God who is present. The fires will come. May we not feel the need to run from them. But may we follow the example of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego And prepare ourselves so that in the fire we may know God is there with us. And we may, like them say, our God can save us. But if not, we will still be faithful. May we seek to follow their example so that our faith may only become stronger when the fires burn before us. Let us pray. Lord, Scripture tells us time and again that, that you are with us, that That when we pass through the waters, we will not be overcome. When we pass through the fires, we will not be burned. That even in the valley of the shadow of death, Lord, that we do not have to fear, for you are with us. Lord, help us to, to just make you our foundation so that in those places... We may see you there. So we may not feel the need to run. But even in those dark places, that we may rest in your presence there with us in the midst of everything. So that we may be faithful, Lord. Help us know you to trust you so that so that we may see you with us each step of the way we love you O oh Lord